Welcome to Get the Feck Out, a podcast for wannabe expats. If you want to move to another country, we want to help you. I'm Tara Calliman, an American living in Ireland with my family, enjoying the crack. I'm Caroline Donahue, an American getting ready to move from Los Angeles to Berlin with too many pets. Join us for episodes with practical tips and advice born from our experience getting the feck out. Here's the show. Hey, so welcome to episode one of GTFO Pod. I'll let Tara explain what it stands for. Get the feck out. We're using the Irish so that Apple Podcast doesn't get mad at us. Yep. And feck you can use in lots of different situations, which is why we also like it. Welcome. Welcome. Yes. Hi, Caroline. So, hi, Tara. It's really fun. We are recording with with video as well as audio so that we can see each other and not feel weird about recording. It's very helpful. But we wanted to start this show by telling you why we started the show and why each of us are talking about getting the feck out and moving to another country. So Tara did it first. She's been in Ireland for almost two years, and which is crazy to me. It does not feel like it's been that long, but it has. So I'll let Tara talk about her motivation to join this crazy bandwagon of expat living and then I will share why we are currently getting ready to launch ourselves. <laughs> Sorry. So I started kindergarten in Saudi Arabia. And as a child of expat parents, I got to travel the world a lot. And I got to see a lot of cool things. And it just didn't occur to me that you couldn't move someplace with, a, with your family. So uh, I knew that I was going to want to live abroad again at some point. So I, my, my husband had, had, was fully aware of that. I told him about my plans along, you know, when we were dating. And so when the idea came up, it sort of, uh, it, it made a lot of sense. Like it wasn't the kind of thing that I had to, ex like when I explained it to my parents, I could basically say, I learned it from watching you. <laughs> right um i learned it from you yes exactly and it's like they they had no argument no counter argument to that um but basically i just i wanted an adventure with my family and the stars aligned perfectly in terms of my husband being able to work remotely my son about to start kindergarten and me looking for a career change like it just it it sort of fell into line that, wow, if I really want to pursue this, now's the right time. And it's not very often in life when you say, this is the right time to do something big and scary and make a big move. So for us, we wanted to do something different. Uh, we wanted to have adventures as a family. And we wanted to see what, what, what else was out there. And yeah, for, for us, it was... Uh, it was a pretty, like, the decision wasn't a difficult one. So for the sake of everyone listening, I, I know this because we've talked about it, but as you knew that you wanted an adventure, what made you pick the Dublin area specifically? Mm, good question. So I had a former coworker who was working in Dublin in the tech scene. Um, I am a veteran of many tech startups. And he basically told me there is a tech boom going on right now in Dublin. You could get a tech job 
so easily. So when we were thinking about places to move, um, when you're talking about moving to Europe, Ireland's pretty easy. Do you know, like everyone sort of speaks the same language. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not that long of a flight. Uh, it's, it's a great, it's just, it's, it's, it's an easy move. Like, you know, it's not like we're moving to Saudi Arabia because now I think about what my parents did and it blows my mind that they did that with three kids, you know, and in 1980, like that's wild. Um, <clears throat> so it was like a relatively easy, easy choice because I, I'd done some research and I knew I could find a job. So I knew that it was just up to me to get us over there here and and to be able to find the job. And I thought if I could do if I could do that, if I can find a job, we can make this work. So that's what happened. I found a job and I was able to get a work permit and a work visa. And you know, now we've been here you know all, a year and a half, and it's pretty awesome. But yeah, the pressure is definitely the job yes, stuff yes. in job, a future episode. Don't job, worry. We will tell you how that happens. Job info to come. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, it was pretty stressful, but it was the kind of thing that I had a lot of faith in myself and I can interview well when necessary. And <laughs> I, yeah, we will talk more about the work in the work episode. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So I think deciding um, whether or not you want to learn a new language and deciding how far you want to go and what your mission is, you know, your mission statement sounds like, I want to have a big adventure with my family. Pretty so much. knowing yeah. that will carry you through. Yes. Yes, for sure. And you're right. All those things come into, come into play in terms of how hard or easy the move is going to be. Exactly. Yeah. I would say you have probably, if we're doing like a spectrum here, I would say your decision process feels, at least to me, like the logical thought process of like, okay, I want to work in tech. Um, I, I have worked in tech. I have experience. I want to do something different there. I know this city has a tech boom happening and I think I can get a job there. That to me is like, if you are a logical listener, you can have that sort of experience of doing research first and deciding where you want to go. Um, I would say that my experience fills the emotional spectrum. Well, but remember, I'd never been to Dublin before. So in that True. respect, it was a little irrational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had never been there before, people. This is an important thing. But yeah. I think it's also you knew these these critical yeah. elements of it before deciding it. That's true. I, my experience was the opposite, which I went in 2014 to Berlin for the first time thinking that it was just going to be a city that like, great, this is an important city. I should go. I speak a little German. I took it in high school. But you know, fine, we'll visit another friend in another German city, then I'll go to France, my French is much better, I'll feel at home. And that will be the quote, you know, emotionally more satisfying part of the trip. And I got to Berlin, I was there for four days, I felt like I was going through a breakup when I had to leave. And <laughs> I, I can't really explain why I have since come up with reasons for why it's a satisfying city for me but the relationship I have with it is primarily like going on a first date 
thinking that on paper, whatever, maybe fine, I'll go. But and then just having like starstruck, crazy explosion. And that that was really the relationship I had with the city was really the reason that I wanted to move. It wasn't like I went out and did a set of, okay, I want to move to another country. Where can I, where is, you know, the best option for me to get a job? It was much more of how do I make it work in this particular city? It wasn't about moving abroad for me and subsequently for us. It was about moving to Berlin specifically. Yeah. Yeah. If Berlin had been in the U S we would have moved to Berlin. It was, (laughs) you know, I mean, that said, when people ask how long have you been thinking about this, I have said truthfully since I was about 10 years old because I did always want to live in another country, um, but I wasn't setting out to do it at this particular time. It was more like ever since I went to Berlin in 2014, my first thought was, okay, I traveled here with friends. I've got to bring my partner here and see if he feels the same way about it. Now, anyone who knows him, um, has seen his Instagram knows that his Instagram is exclusively made up of bicycles and coffee as well as some drawings. And Berlin is pretty much made up of bicycles and coffee as well as some drawings. So I didn't think it was going to be a tough sell. Um, so we went back in 2016 as part of our honeymoon. The first time I went, I was there for four or five days. I doubled it for the second time. We spent 10 days of our three week honeymoon in Berlin. And I still cried like I was going through a breakup when we had to leave. So this was indicator number two that like a 10-day vacation every other year wasn't going to be enough. So that was a big indicator of like, okay, wouldn't it be nice to live here? Which we started to say for about two years. And at a certain point, we said, you know, at a, we have to either decide to do this or stop talking about it. Yeah, Like we can't just be kind of thinking, oh, one day that would be really nice because we got to the point where we had a kid who is in college. So she's launched. My husband had been saying to her since she was 12 years old, you know, when you go to college, I'm going to move to Europe. So that was his own fantasy life change that he was running. Um, and then the, the critical thing was we started to look very, very closely at our finances over the past couple of years looked at what we were spending money on, how we felt about spending that money. And I started obsessively looking at real estate prices and apartment rent prices in Berlin after our most recent trip. And I started getting notifications sent to me. And I spent every night, I've probably looked at conservatively 2,000 apartment listings on um, German real estate sites. My German has increased exponentially in the area of real estate vocabulary. Um, and then, and then we just decided, you know what, it, it actually costs half what it costs to live in Los Angeles that it does to live in Berlin and to live well. And that pushed us over the line and we started to look at, okay, could we get work there? Could we find something? And so it, it was led by, mm-hmm. we're going to make this work. And then it ended with, you know, how are we going to make this work? Yep. So if you want, um, I think it's nice that we bring both of these perspectives to the show. Mm-hmm. Tara makes incredible spreadsheets. Um, I will tell you, incredible planning spreadsheets. Did her move with sprints, like an agile tech manager that she is. And, <laughs> and I would say that we have learned from her and are using those techniques in our move. But I, I don't know that our, our, our probably our method is to lead a little bit more with the feelings Mm. 
the big feelings. Mm-hmm. So I if you're, a, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think for me, like, in order not to completely freak the fuck out about everything, I had to have some of that structure in place because I didn't have a job going over there. And I knew, like, so it was like, okay, if I can at least make sure that I have everything ready to go and like make it make me make me feel like I'm organized and on top of everything then of course I'm just going to get a job and it's all going to be smooth and like it's just it was sort of a coping mechanism for me because if I'd just been like ah oh, sure like it's going to be great oh you know I mean you know like you were with me when I was going through most of it it was uh yeah, it was good. That's like I had two coaches on hand. I had a meditation coach. I had I was working with you at the time. So it's like I had to have a lot of support and and tools and things like that to make me feel like I could make it happen. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think yeah. that's something first, I think you start with why to quote the book mm-hmm. as we did. And I think that was what we wanted to communicate in this episode is why would you want to move to another country? And then once you know why you're doing it, it's a lot easier to plan and to start asking the questions, you know, asking the questions that are important to ask, like, where am I going to live? What am I going to do for a living? Do I have kids or pets? Um, All of these things which we have considered and are eager to share. And so as we were having a conversation about this, we realized, oh, other people might want to know about this. So maybe we should do a show. So our our vision for this show is to share practicable, practical, actionable advice that you can use to move to another country should you wish to. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. Yes. I feel like we, I have learned a lot through the mistakes that I've made. And if I can share just a little bit of the process and what I've gone through and what you're currently going through, then I think it could, um, it could help, you know, it can help other people do the same thing. Exactly. And so as the, as we are recording this episode one, Tara has been in Ireland for over a year and a half, has settled, has lived in several residences. Um, and as we are recording, I am still sitting in my Los Angeles apartment, preparing to give it up getting rid of all of our stuff or the majority of it, and then getting ready to move into a place in Berlin in a couple of months. So we have different timelines that we wanted to share. We wanted to start recording now so that we have the established voice as well as the kind of freaking out and going through it voice so that you get both sides of the experience. I sounded a lot like Caroline two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. Um, And all of these questions you have to ask and answer. There are a lot of questions that you need to ask. There are questions you may not know you need to ask. So that's the other goal that we have for you is that to know what you need to be thinking about and things you may not have considered in this process. Um, So we're hoping we can support you through all of it with a bias towards Germany and Ireland, of course, given that that's our personal experience. However, hopefully the general principles you could apply to other locations. Yes. Yeah. So we hope you'll enjoy the show. And And, yeah. And if you want to get the feck out, know that it's possible. 
It's absolutely possible. Yep. Um, it may in involve more or less paperwork, depending on how you <laughs> want to do it. But if you're open to doing that, you can absolutely make this happen. And it's all just small steps that you need to take consistently. Yep. That is what I am learning and what Tara has learned. And uh -huh. she's there. She's still there. She's been there. Yep. It's doable. Definitely. Definitely yes. doable. Yep. So if you have questions that you want us to answer or address in future episodes, we encourage you to contact us. And you can do that probably most easily on Twitter, where yes. I am at Caro, C-A-R-O, Donahue, D-O-N-A-H-U-E. And Tara, who are you on Twitter? I am Terrible, T-A-R-A-B-L-E, or Tarable, as they say over if here. you're British yes. and Irish yes. and... Yes. Yes. I know. Wait. It's it's uh, Tara had a name change. She didn't know she was having a name change when she moved to Ireland. She went from Tara to Tara. So funny. Yeah. And fortunately, their accents are so lovely that they make Tara sound really good. And so that's the only reason I'm going with it. I think I, I may have a name change as well. I may go from Caroline to Carolina. Ooh, yep. I like. Yep. That's probably going to happen in Germany. So... We shall see. Anyway, we will be back next week with another episode. Actually, probably in two weeks. We're still working on our release schedule. <laughs> we will be back in two weeks with an episode with practical tips now that you know who we are and why we moved. Yes. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to GTFO Pod. For show notes, links, and other fun things, head to gtfopod.com. You can stay in touch with us on social media with the hashtag GTFOPod. See you next time.